everybody. Happy Monday. Welcome to the Monday edition of Edgework here on the Hammer Betting Network. Check out the Edgework YouTube uh, around the table. Andrew Walker, you can find uh, my stuff at the Hedgepod up in Canada. Joe from Joe Madden Sports, Alex Smith, and uh, Zach Phillips uh, around the horn. How's everybody doing? I'm doing, yeah, doing great. pretty good. Tur- turkey hangover, Alex, or you're over it still? Uh, well, it wasn't a turkey. I didn't. I didn't do turkey this year. I did uh, a kind of a seafood platter thing, but uh, yeah, definitely ate a lot of it, and so uh, definitely feeling it. might have to try to work out a little bit this week and uh, shed some of the pounds <laughs> over the weekend for sure. Yeah. Well, well, other than all that napping, what was your big uh, weekend takeaway from? Uh, you know, it obviously it was a quiet Thursday in the NHL, but a load of game on uh, on Friday. Pretty heavy skid yesterday. What were you uh, watching, Alex? I mean, just watching these these leads get blown. St. Louis and Florida on Saturday, I think, was the 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 shocking game, and I got lucky with that. I had to draw plus three ninety. I see Thomas Grace give up two soft goals in the first period. I'm like, okay, well, this this is pretty much done. And before you know it, flip back, it's four two Blues, and then they come right back and finally get the win in OT. So was really happy to cash that big of a of a price with the regulation draw. But just just shocking to see these teams blowing leads. We saw the same thing with New York uh, doing that again against Edmonton, and it's just you know, we're getting to that point now. This is that marker where, you know, teams that are going to be playoff teams, you know, was it 67% of the time over the last 10 years? If you're, you're in the, the playoff race right now, you're going to be a team that uh, makes it in the postseason in April. So it's definitely crunch time for a lot of teams right now. Yeah. Joe, what was your weekend takeaway? And, and I know in, in addition to that, if you want to weigh in, it's uh, all across Alberta right now, the Oilers and the Flames – been a little tepid. I think the Oilers are just in a playoff spot and the Flames are just on the outside looking in. I I, I kind of tend to think that both these teams will find, you know, their balance. I, like, I think they'll be okay, but is there any concern in Alberta for you? Yeah, there is so much concern right now. Calgary is not able to get these wins. We look at how the specific division is doing. Who would have thought the Kraken would be sitting second in the division? That was my takeaway from this weekend. This team is really finding a way to win. They were able to get that nice win and a big win over the Vegas Golden Knights, who we know are sitting number one in the Pacific. This team is digging hard and not giving up, and I love what they're doing defensively as well. I also want to say hats off to Jack Hughes, getting his first hat trick. He got that over Washington for the New Jersey Devils. He's absolutely a phenomenal player out there. And you guys have to look at him because the books are still giving so much value uh, for that anytime goal for him. So he's been phenomenal. Yeah, you're right on, on the crack. And they're 13-5-3. and three. They're on a five-game winning streak. They're 8-1-1 one and one in their last 10. And they're scoring goals doing it. I, uh, I'll tell you what, a quarter of the season through, Zach, I didn't necessarily uh, expect Seattle to be where they are. That's a big story. No, and especially if you're looking at it there, like the goalie that's been doing it for them, it's not the guy that they paid all the money to. It's been Martin Jones. He's been the guy who's been the stud in net. And Martin Jones has definitely cost a lot of people some money over the past few years, and he was a big part of the problem. He's not the only problem, but he was a big part of the problem in San Jose where that with them struggling, like you see them go and get Eric Carlson. They think, hey, maybe we're going to have an opportunity here. And then all of a sudden it's like can't get goaltending, can't basically just put together wins and now he goes over to Seattle and he's been a stud and even on top of that Grubauer still hasn't been great in Seattle so it's like they're still managing to win games and then you're talking about them scoring they started the year a little bit slow with with the scoring like they they didn't come out the gate putting 
pucks in the back of the net at a rapid rate. And now all of a sudden it's turned around where they've been able to get it done. So it's been impressive from what we're seeing out of them. Like they're sixth in the NHL right now. Sixth. No. Mind blowing. And really. uh, I think I say yeah. I think the flip side with Martin Jones is that for at least for me personally, I was making a ton of money off of him being bad in San Jose and in <laughs> yeah, Philadelphia. And, and now I've had to kind of like turn things around where now okay, he's actually pretty good now. I gotta you know look to back Seattle. So I think I think a lot a lot of us at the beginning seeing him playing well was kind of kind of a, a downturn from you know, he was a, almost an auto fade for, for Philly uh at parts at times when he was there so it's interesting to see that he is really kind of emerged and playing you know some of the best hockey of his career well and, and it's not probably great value anymore but i still think you can get him at, at at least plus 250 maddie Beniers for the calder i know logan thompson has had a really nice start and in vegas shane pinto came out of the the gates with a ton of goals but um man the way that maddie Beniers is playing right now in seattle barring an injury this guy's gonna run away with the with the rookie points lead so uh, I'd, I'd, uh, I, I'm late, I'm late to it, but I'd still like to get in on, uh, on that Calder chase, much like more Sider last year. Yeah. And on top of that though, you're talking about Logan Thompson being in that race. The last goalie to win the Calder was Steve Mason. So like, it's, it's not something that happens very often for a goaltender to win that award. So, I mean, even that could go into the handicap of like, you got to yeah. bank on what the voters are going to look at here. Logan Thompson, he is surrounded by a pretty good team in front of him. And I mean, his coach is in the, uh, is in the running for the, uh, for the Jack Adams. So a lot of times those can go hand in hand where if one's not going to be the case with the Vesna or a Calder trophy or something like that, it might go another way. I, I don't necessarily think that Logan Thompson might pull it out just because of how rare it is for the goalie to win that trophy, but it is worth a look. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, Zach, I think, what was your weekend? What was your weekend takeaway, Zach? Sorry, uh, go ahead, Alex. Uh, if you want no, to no, I was just gonna, just going to tag on quickly with, with what you said about Logan Thompson. I think you know where Vegas finishes out is going to be the barometer too, because like I said, with him possibly being a Vesna candidate as well as a Calder candidate, you know, you kind of see if, if he ends, ends up being a finalist for both of those, you might think, yeah. okay, well, he may not have enough to win the Vesna. Could that possibly boost his chance of winning the Calder? Yeah, Zach, that's your Leafs, true. Are, your Leafs are playing as good as they have all year. Uh, big win over Pittsburgh on uh, on Saturday night. Uh, I don't know if that's part of your takeaway, but uh, your thoughts on on that club and uh, and what were you watching this weekend? <laughs> uh, so first, my biggest takeaway uh, aside from the Leafs, I didn't want to just come on here and go homer on the Leafs on it, but it's Jason Robertson is an elite NHL player. And I think he will be for a long time. I just wanted to quickly throw that out there. Like this guy, 18 goals, 17 assists through the first 22 games of the season. Uh, he is incredible. I think Jason Robertson will continue to be incredible. But as far as the Leafs go, it's been wild to watch them play because you're looking at a team that has now lost Morgan Riley, Jordy Ben, Jake Muzzin, TJ Brody, Rasmus Sanin got injured partway through the game the other night, and you're going, well, like there goes five of six defensemen, Sanin luckily able to come back, but they've managed to do so much of this and have so much of the success based on a full team buy-in. So a lot of people are complaining or worried about Matthews hasn't been as dominant as he's been, and you're not able to get out of the production out of him like you saw last year where he went on that run of 50 goals in 50 games. But it's like even he is going out there and hitting guys, blocking shots, buying into a team game, and you're starting to see that filter through the rest of the team. I don't know 
the mental state of this team when it gets important because we've seen it just basically dwindle away in the past. But for this time being, they seem to have bought in and being playing a all-around solid, I mean, as generic as it is, like hockey game. Like they're just playing a good hockey game. <laughs> yeah, they've been they've been really solid. There's no doubt. And I, I kind of feel bad. I kind of feel bad for Leaf fans because it is it, it is hard to enjoy it, right? Because they have runs yeah. every year where they look unbelievable and we all know that they could finish first, they could finish fourth. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, can they rise to the challenge and in the first round? And it's inevitably probably going to be that Boston Tampa Bay matchup anyway. So it sucks. They right? could go it's, 82 it, it, and 0 and yeah, Matthews yeah, could score yeah. 80 goals. And I would still sit here and be like, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember years ago, I can't remember who the, uh, the journalist was, but um, they described, they called it the misery of the entitled. It's kind of like, you know, when the Atlanta Braves won 19 straight division titles or whatever, like people didn't even care about playoff tickets really, because it was, uh, it was, it was just that everyone knew what was going to happen every year. And that's kind of where the Leafs are when it comes to the first round, the misery of the entitled, uh, our, my, my weekend takeaway. And, and, uh, you know, Joe, we heard you about the Oilers and the flames. I wonder what you think about the Canucks. I was watching the Vancouver Canucks. They play very high event hockey, but right now under Bruce Boudreaux, they kind of, you know, figured out a bit of a winning streak, albeit not against the greatest teams, although they look really good in uh, in Vegas the other night. Uh, are you buying what the Canucks are selling right now, even after their in- embarrassing, dreadful start to the season? No, I'm really not buying what they're selling at the moment. So they beat Vegas. They actually play phenomenally well against Vegas. We see this game in and game out. They won on their home ice versus Vegas, I believe, as well. So this is a team that they just have their number. I'm not buying what I'm seeing out of them. I think their defense and their goaltending issues are still um, front and center of the problem of this team. And until they can start turning that around more so than they have been, um, I'm not going to believe in them. Yeah, overtime went over the Sharks last night, and and yeah, same. I'm I'm quite skeptical. I think Canuck fans are too. Uh, we saw them get off to a dreadful start last year. They had a great second half under Bruce Boudreau, and it was just enough to finish just out of the playoffs. And I think, um, you know, you you heard people kind of close to that team, people that covered the team, that once they started, you know, whatever it was, two and nine, they said, you know, the worst part about this is just wait. They got to run in them. Of course they do. They're they're too talented to tank for Connor Bedard. They're going to rack off wins just enough to be on the precipice of the playoffs. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought from the beginning that Connor Bedard talk in Vancouver might be a little silly. Yeah, And what's interesting too with Vancouver is that they're kind of almost like Edmonton. They've got a, a little bit of, I wouldn't say a full-on goalie controversy, but Spencer Martin has been <laughs> lights out where uh, Dasha Demko, he, he seems to be kind of warned and you wonder you know with Demko he's one of those goalies kind of like a Connor Hellebuck John Gibson where he's logged in so many minutes and had to be a, a you know that that top you know tier workhorse you wonder if he's starting to get a little bit worn down but Spencer Martin you know winning with six of his last seven stars he's been uh, a formidable backup and that's what's kind of been keeping uh, Vancouver afloat uh fun to hit the overs though like we said high event hockey still with uh, teams like Vancouver and teams like Anaheim and San Jose all right let's get around uh, for our best bets tonight six games on the ice uh, tonight in the NHL. Uh, we'll start with you, Joe. Do you have a player prop you like? Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking at the matchup between the Florida Panthers and the Edmonton Oilers. Now, we know the Panthers are getting these uh, shots on goal and scoring these goals, averaging that 3.4 
three. I'm going to look at Matthew Kachuk here for an anytime goal at plus 158. I love the value on him. We know he used to play with the Calgary Flames. While he's no longer part of this battle of Alberta, he plays the Edmonton Oilers so hard. I think he comes out, gets that goal today, and you can look at his shots on goal too. If you're a little concerned um, with that anytime goal, it is juiced at minus 130, but it's over three and a half. We look at him, he's just been rolling us so hot. He wasn't able to get a goal against the St. Louis Blues, but in those last four or five games, I believe before, he got a goal in every single one of them. He's just been dominating, getting those shots on goal, 85 shots on goal so far this season and nine goals. So take Matthew Kachuk, anytime goal, plus 158, and shots on goal over three and a half at minus 130 if you're worried. Matthew Kachuk having a great year. What about you, Alex? Yeah, I'm looking at Jamie Benn. Uh, he's had a, a phenomenal year so far, and this is a guy for the last couple of years, you know, kind of getting older. You haven't been able to find him with a telescope from an offensive standpoint. He's already got 10 goals. Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, you know, something that's big. Like I said, you can talk about Jason Robertson and some of the other guys on that Dallas Stars squad. I think this is a, a really good team that's still uh, a bit undervalued in the market. But you can get Ben anytime goal score around plus 300, plus 305 if you shop around. Uh, this is a guy who's had three goals and four assists in his last four games, starting to light the lamp. So I'm going to back Jamie Ben to get a goal here tonight against St. Louis. Alex, what do you like? Or sorry, uh, Zach, what do you like? Uh, I'm looking at Steven Stamkos over three and a half shots on goal. I'm seeing at plus 135 right now. He's gone over uh, over the number of three and a half for 12 out of 20 games. And a lot of this with me doing this has to do with the fact that, I mean, it's a smaller sample size, 20 games in, in the grand scheme of things, but he's hitting it at 60% clip. The odds here are reflecting a 40% uh, 40% clip. So I'm going to take that. And then taking into account the Sabres are 32nd in shots on goal allowed. This team gives up a high volume of shots on goal. I think Tampa is in a position here. Like they are absolutely rolling. They're six, three and one in their last 10. I think they keep it up here tonight against the Sabres. And I think with that is going to come on, uh, onslaught of shots. I think Stamkos is going to be heavily involved in that and at a big plus money, I'm going to grab that. Uh, I'm looking at the Leafs Red Wings game tonight. Um, generally speaking, when these two teams get together, I feel like we got high scoring games. I know last year there was that crazy, what was it, 9 7 game when the Red Wings and the Leafs got together. Uh, Leafs have been playing some pretty sound defensive, like you said, team first hockey, but one guy that is still getting his points uh, is Mitch Marner. He's an, on an absolute heater. Uh, a Mitch Marner multi point effort tonight is plus 129. So I think I'm on him. Uh, I really like uh, Joe's Kachuk call, and I'll add another one to this game too. Uh, in terms of young players being streaky and battles with confidence, an Evan Bouchard anytime goal tonight, guys, is plus 510, and he just scored twice in New York. So he's finally feeling it. Um, this guy's been a big story at Edmonton for you know, getting shots blocked or hitting the post or just being on the schneid this year. Well, he's off it now. I wouldn't be surprised to see this guy firing from everywhere again tonight. And plus 510 for a guy that shoots on the power play, I think it's, I think it's pretty good. I'm all over Bouchard as a, as a long shot tonight. I love it. It's great value there. Uh, all right. Uh, favorite line or total? Six-game slate. Uh, Joe, what do you like? Yeah, so I was looking at the Vegas Golden Knights, Columbus Blue Jackets game, trying to find some sort of value here with the Vegas Golden Knights because I think they get a dominating 
win in this one. I'm going to look at their team total. They have a team total of three and a half. I'm going to hit it to that over. We know they've been rolling getting these goals. And against the Columbus Blue Jackets, whose defense has been absolutely atrocious this season, I definitely see them going over this three and a half. The Columbus Blue Jackets are allowing 4.2, which is 31st overall in the league, and 36.3 shots on goal, which is 31st overall in the league as well. Vegas will bring it tonight. They'll go over this total of three and a half. They've hit three or more goals in six of their last 10 games. I'm expecting a big night out of them here tonight. Alex, what are you looking at tonight? Well, I mentioned that Dallas Stars team playing against St. Louis, and St. Louis was fortunate enough to come back from uh, three down and get that 5-4 win against Florida. They've been a really streaky team. and You know, we've seen them go – win streak, lose streak, win streak, and they finally were able to snap a two-game losing streak coming back on that win, but this is still the form hasn't quite been there where Dallas this has just been a, a lights-out team. This is a, a good division spot, and I think getting a dollar ten, like I said, this is a great value with this team right now, so I'm going to lay the dollar ten with uh, the Dallas Stars. All right, Zach, yours? Yeah, I'm going with the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning minus one and a half uh, the puck line against the Buffalo Sabres tonight. Uh, as I talked about with the Stamkos uh, prop there, like this Tampa team has been rolling their 6-3-1 in their last 10, and they're starting to look back to normal. Vasilevsky last played on Friday, so he is expected tonight. I don't see why he wouldn't go in. Looks like Craig Anderson would be in net for the Sabres, but even if Craig Anderson is in there, he hasn't really been getting as much support from the guys up front for him. Obviously, guys like Tage Thompson is going to continue to score and put up points, but he hasn't really got it from the team as a whole. Uh, even looking at that New Jersey game, Anderson played lights out, and they still managed to lose. It was 4-1 against the Devils there, and with the Tampa Bay Lightning rolling in here against the Sabres, I think Tampa just keeps it going. And again, like it's a it's a crutch I've used in the last couple of weeks that we've done this, but I think if that team is up later in the game, there is that opportunity if they're not already up by two or three for them to grab an empty net goal late. So I'm going to grab Tampa minus one and a half. All yeah, right. Zach, just I, to, uh, to tip in on there, yeah. wait, just to, briefly, Uko Pekalukunen has been confirmed to start, not Craig Anderson. I just saw that within the last like 30 seconds. So There you go. I like it even better. Uh, I, as mentioned, I don't know about you, Zach. I, I do like the Leafs team total tonight um, over three and a half goals. Um, I could see them doing that in Detroit. Uh, but my number one bet is, uh, as always, to uh, uh, fade a team coming off of a road trip. Oilers had a really nice win in New York. Obviously, they came down from three nothing uh, down to win in the third period against the Rangers. They are back at home tonight against the Panthers. Joe and I both have a little exposure to this game, but uh, the Panthers straight up is minus 108. I'm going to pivot a little bit and take them in regulation at plus 143. It's just a tough spot for Edmonton coming off that East Coast uh, road trip. It was snowing last night as they get made their return to Edmonton and, uh, and, and Florida sitting here waiting. So I like the Panthers to win at Rogers Place tonight. Okay. All right. Uh, you can catch us every uh, Monday, Edgework, uh, 1030 Eastern, uh, 830 Eastern. Mountain Time, 7.30 Pacific, and uh, Edgework every weekday. And don't forget, tonight, uh, they'll get you set for the Monday Night Football game. you got the Colts and the Steelers, Rob Pizzolo, Eric Eager on primetime for Monday Night Football. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you.